Welcome to Talking in Stations. It is the May 5th edition. A mis amigos que hablan español, es uh, Cinco de Mayo. Uh, we're not going to do this one in Spanish, unfortunately. I would love to, but uh, we have some news to get through. Pero uno de estos días. Okay, so let's get started here with uh, the crew we have with us. Uh, Rundle, the co-host, how you doing? I'm doing great tonight. Uh, happy Cinco de Mayo. Some people, it's Cinco de Drinco. Whatever way you celebrate, have fun. You have a little news, though, before we go on with other introductions. What is that? on the personal side uh so if you live in the dallas fort worth area willing to drive on in terms of covid vaccinations uh, my doctor in the north dallas area is unfortunately throwing moderna vaccines away two three or four or so a day if you really want and you're you're not able to get on a list or get your shot yet and you want to have one find me in game find me here on discord i will shoot you my doctor's name and help you and your loved ones and whoever, maybe not even your loved ones, whoever you want to get vaccinated, uh, I'll get you to that doctor and maybe she can help out and then you can take it from there. Um, so anyways, just that personal note. I hate to see those things being wasted right now. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that. All right. Uh, also, we have Caleb here with us. Hey, guys. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, it's not just uh, CCP and uh, the project discovery that's saving lives. I guess uh, Rundle is doing so as well. I am an all-around awesome, nice guy, despite what Nick Bison has to say. And uh, we have with us... make a great CSM candidate. And we have with us uh, Rich Richmond. How are you doing, Rich? Afternoon. Okay. And uh, today... We're very happy to have Arcia with us, usually on Sunday show, but she's taking a little detour and talking to us about some lore stuff today. How are you doing, Arcia? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. I had my shot today, so I'm I'm a little fuzzy, but it's fine. Oh. <laughs> I just want to change my search engine to Bing for some reason. <laughs> I already have my search engine as Bing. Right, do you find you're getting better reception overall? Uh, yeah, and I can always like track myself on my phone now. It's pretty pretty nice. <laughs> you can find yourself. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. There's some side effects from the uh, vaccinations that we're joking about. Okay, let's uh, actually go to some of the news. Oh, I forgot we have our news uh, paper writer here with us. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, well, I know you as a different name, but uh, Adrland Denard. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good evening. Uh, say it with me now. Adrieland Denenard. Correct. Thank you. Sorry about that. Okay, so uh, one more announcement. We have uh, some sound issues that happened on the last show, and it's uh, it was unfortunate. I'm sorry about the last few shows where they've had some kind of... Uh, high-pitched sound and even some distortion in voices and stuff like that where we've taken a whole new look at sound and uh, compressed things and uh, hopefully we have voices that are balanced so everybody's heard about the same and uh, we get some of those artifacts out of the way but let me know if your sound isn't uh, working out very well so that we you can tell me and we can fix it okay let's start with on this uh, Cinco de Mayo let's start with some news from uh, Adrieland, uh, what do you got on the docket? Just wanted to briefly talk about what's going on in Poachvin 
Um, I believe it was discussed on the show a bit yesterday, but um, currently I live there. Oh. And um, so I woke up yesterday to the gates now being free from um, basically being open to everyone now and um, sent my group into a little bit of a panic. Um, I got told I was going to have to stand gate duty, which I hate. Um, and, you know, basically, um, what was sort of a little exclusive club area is now going to be, uh, New Eden subway station. Um, however, all kinds of groups went in there yesterday and it ended up, ended up being a lot of PVP going on. It was great fun. Um, I think the main newsworthy item that happened in there was, uh, Goon Swarm went in with a Loki fleet. Um, Cutting out. Yeah. He, he cut, he cut out for me as well. Yep. Okay. Cut out for me for a moment. All right. You're back. All right. And then for Loki, Matic Pause and. They uh, destroyed in, I think it was an Azabel from a group, um, Omega Friends. Omega and Friends uh, Media Labs, Azabel. And so the only reason that's really significant is there's not that many structures in Poachfin right now. Um, and the other thing was that I was trying to make sense of this battle report today, and it just sort of devolved into this chaotic brawl where a bunch of corps that are native to Poachvin and various wormhole groups showed up, um, basically looking to grab loot and do pvp and uh, it was pretty cool i think i called it uh, a donnybrook right a good old donnybrook where just everyone just starts fighting pretty much i was trying to like get it into groups that made sense and it just doesn't it was a bunch of groups that usually fight each other kind of jumping in the area and randomly shooting at each other okay so is this loot a complete disregard for all standings like if i could target you i shot you situation or was there at least some kind of those are my space bros let's take on the other guys well i mean i didn't see any instances of like goon swarm pilots shooting at each other but um you had black flag you had triglavian unity um Stryball clade hard knocks wrote capel um I know some of these guys kind of cooperate sometimes. And what I usually do if I have a confusing battle report is pull up basically who died and who killed who, but it, it seemed pretty random. So it was kind of a free for all. All right. I spoke on the battle yesterday in Pokemon and to my observation, it's a skirmish between five or so more groups. They skirmished over the Asbel, and then as soon as the Asbel, well, prior to the Asbel falling, several of them shot each other. But immediately after the Asbel had fallen, I had seen multiple Hard Knocks ships go down, brought down by Grunswald Federation, or more specifically, Russian Thunder Squad, who were in the area. Right. We confirmed that Strybog, Strybog is uh, blue with... This from Strybog, uh, they're blue with uh, uh, Imperium, basically. They are. That's the group I'm in. Yeah. Okay. 
And I asked how long they had been blue, if that was something that had happened a while ago. And they said, well, we our interests aligned a while ago, but the the standing set might be a little new. I'm not sure. He He wouldn't say. I even had to ask about it because it's not really... You know, on the on the goon side of things, when I asked about it, they were like, eh, sort of loosely affiliated. And, you know, when yeah. once I'm a member, I asked Strybog and they were like, well, we're blue with them. So it's, you know, it's not like Strybog's going to jump out of Poachvin and go fight in battles in the main war. But um, I guess right now their interests align. Well, I'll reveal a little secret of information communicated down the channels i believe they've been blue for well as far as i've as far as a few weeks or months after stridebuck had gotten majority population in pokemon so i think they've been blue for quite a while as almost as long as stridebuck's existence oh stridebuck's existence goes back to the invasions um goons kind of came in for nyarja so Strybog was already around the time of their existence within Pokemon itself when they began to formalize their operations there. That would be around the time they made mutual terms and non-aggression pacts with each other. (laughs) Probably formalized their relationship, but it sounds like they were helping before that. Arceus pointing that out. Well, goons helped in the one system for the Triglavian side. I don't know if they had direct dealings with Strebog, who were one of the major Triglavian alliances during the invasions itself. Um, obviously, in order to set up in Pochven, you had to put these structures up before it became Pochven. So they were obviously planning to to be operating out of Pochven from before it became a thing. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And why is that important? Because uh, Poshman is uh, a region that has just been opened up quite a bit. Arcia, you're on Edencom's side of this whole equation. What was your impression of the patch notes that came through recently? So I think that um, basically there shouldn't have been a standing lock from, from the beginning. So I think this is a positive change uh, overall. But I think it's just gonna. I think if I'm gonna be as neutral as possible, it's going to breathe a lot of life and activity into a region that might not have been getting as much of it as it could otherwise. Yeah, I heard it had less activity than the Great Wildlands. Yeah, most I I would believe that I haven't actually no, no compared the two directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, that might have just been a way of saying no activity or low activity inside of Pasha, but. You mean oh, great, great mild lands? Big... <laughs> yeah. Uh, initiative well, great law. Wildlands is a big place. Great wild lands yesterday. Yeah, let's go to great wild lands and then we'll go to our major topic. What happened uh, with initiative who have uh, deployed yesterday? Caleb actually mentioned it. Uh, Caleb, initiative was doing what? Do you remember? Uh, they're just reinforcing up in uh, in that one uh, constellation that uh, I think I mentioned yesterday. Is it? one tag vn i think um so they are trying to to stage and and, and take that thing over um they basically uh ding dong the door and uh, they've had a few smaller brawls but nothing really significant um so it's a 
it's a campaign that's uh, still evolving. I, I don't think there's that much news yet. Um, I've been promised uh, to hear from uh, some of the upper echelon uh, participants as soon as uh, they actually have something newsworthy. Well, I've read that they've began targeting civilian mining type of infrastructure, raw cores and such, and they have brought a few down uh, of the residents nearby. Okay, so it's, it's a, a harassment campaign, harassment really, campaign. right? It's a it's a it's a scaled up harassment campaign. This is not this is not the small scale uh, backfield burning that has been going on for a while. This is a little bit more organized, or supposed to be. Um, so I think they are something like five hundred plus strong uh, manpower wise, like real people, um, is what I've been told. Um, and again, as I mentioned yesterday. That's of course power that you do not have available to participate in uh, in Dell uh, shenanigans. Adrian, it is reported. Sorry, Adrian, bring this us up was, to speed. Uh, this was BRT TAC OP. Um, Pappy showed up with like eleven hundred ships, blew up their fort Azar, um, and blew basically up. left. Initiative took heavier losses than Pappy did. Sorry, blew up initiatives fort Azar? Yeah, they're staging stuff, right? The right. They had a they had a Fortizar in BRT TAC OP. But I thought it just went through the armor timer and they still need the hull timer. Did that happen already? There's, uh, I'm reading it in one of the channels right now. I posted the link to the Fortizar in the podcast channel. From what I'm reading, they've destroyed one of the staging uh, Fortizars and another Fortizar has been brought down to hull. An order has been given out by Dark Shines to begin moving assets to the nearest NPC station in Great Wildlands immediately. Apparently, the nearest NPC station is around 11 jumps away. Yeah, I think uh, Vili was actually mentioning this in passing uh, the other night when uh, he was out uh, uh, having fun and, well, maybe not drinking, but uh, Trash Talk Tuesday is the equivalent of a, a bar brawl, isn't it? Pretty close. Yeah, this was the fuel cartel, It uh, specifically fraternity, took it out of commission. Oh, Okay, late hour then, I suppose, because that's their time zone. Okay, so basically the initiative has moved to an area where Slice is near. I think that's the area that, uh, those are the occupants of the area. And uh, started a harassment campaign, but there was a huge form up. I think it was 1.3 thousand, if I'm not mistaken. At least that's what was written in that message from Dark Shines, wasn't it? Or somebody, I saw some intel. It was like a lot of people went to defend not defend, actually went to attack the beachhead that the initiative was using. And wow, uh, it was uh, such a big response that the initiative didn't contest the armor timer. And now we'll see what happens during the hull timer. If the hull timer goes through, that structure gets destroyed. I think what that's done is it's pushed initiative back by a midpoint, which makes it very difficult for them to use capitals because if they're two, if they're two jumps back where their capitals can stage... That means they're going to have to put their capitals at risk at a midpoint and then to jump into whatever fight they want to in order to bring those to bear. That can be a strategic disadvantage going forward with this campaign if they continue it. Okay, uh, let's move on. That was some more news there to Arcia, who's going to tell us about uh, what the heck is going on in, uh, was it Kaha? It was, it was Kaha. Yep, very specific reason why it was Kaha, too. Um, but, so for those who might not have seen today, there was a, a news article that came out today that 
uh, said that the Minmatar Republic had come, come out saying that they had discovered that the equilibrium of mankind had been responsible for the dreadnought attacks in, within the past week. As if you were, if you were following the live events that have happened in the last week, there were four dreadnought, four attacks where capital ships attacked planets. Three of them were in high sec, and each one of the attacks corresponded with a mercenary group uh, aligned with one of the empires. So today, after that that news article that was player driven came out. It was the Minmatara Republic that uh, discovered the plot because players gave the most materials from the dreadnoughts that attacked the planets to the Minmatara Republic. They got information from three of the four attacks from the players. And so because on the official forms NPCs from the Amar Empire, the Minmatara Republic, the Galente Federation and Concord asked for players to contract them over anything they could obtain from the Dreadnoughts. Um, the Amar Empire also got some of this stuff, and the Minotaur Republic got the biggest diversity of stuff from the various attacks, so they're the ones who pieced it together story-wise. I see. So these, but, were, these were like loot drops from the ships that were participating in these events. Yes, the NPCs asked specifically for the loot drops from the events, and players obliged um, with whatever they could get their hands on, and that determined who got the little brownie points in the story, basically. It's going to be the same story, but you got to decide who, may, who got the little brownie points. And almost, not directly, but just like shortly after that news story dropped, uh, CCP goes live on Twitch, and it's an avatar and a bunch of dreadnoughts bombing the planet of Kaha 3. And it's revealed that the avatar pilot is a large kid. If you were paying attention to the Tanu attack, which was the first attack of the series of high sec attacks last week, it said right before the Tanu attack, there was an attack on Enos Elix and the prisoners, a large arcade and Orlan Zashev went missing. Well, we found a large arcade. He showed up in a Titan, now in the Corporation for the Equilibrium of Mankind. A lot of people were not quite sure who the Equilibrium of Mankind were because they're not one of the major factions represented in your standing screen. What they are is a uh, 1,500 year old heretical offshoot of the Amar religion founded by Wassilian Ardishapur, who is one of uh, somebody within one of the royal fam who used to be within one of the royal families of the Amar Empire. Basically, what the EOM believe, the Equilibrium of Mankind EOM, is that they need to destroy all the rest of human life that doesn't uh, that doesn't believe in their religion in order for God to open the gates of paradise, which is presumably the Eve gate. They've been featured, they're featured in some missions. They've been featured in news stories here and there throughout the uh, years the game happened. This is not the first time they've basically glassed a planet with a Titan. The first time was in 2006 
when they uh, used a Titan's doomsday on Reichard 5 and, and destroyed most of the life on the planet. But they had been responsible for not only the attack today, but the three, at least three of the attacks that happened this last week. Because all of the dreadnought pilots from the high sec attacks in Tanu and Terijhev and uh, Garani Fa were present today in the dreadnoughts. It was the same pilots that were in the other dreadnought attacks, except for the one in Flosis Wind. Um, a lot of people suspect the one in Flosis Wind was a real attack by Serum, um, but we didn't get the logs. Uh, handed to the Minmatar guy, the Amar guy. The Amar actually got them, and it, and it was announced that the Flosis wind logs were kept confidential. Oh, right. So people are a lot of people are asking about, also asking about the fits on the ships, why they were railgun and shield fits, and usually an is, armor, unusually an armor ship, right? Well, he's right. been in jail for a while. Maybe he. he no, 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 no. This is. No, this is on purpose. Um, if you go to any of the missions where you fight the equilibrium of mankind, they are shield tanking Amar ships with hybrid weapons. And I, I saw a lot of outcries, and you saw a lot of outcries. CCP doesn't play their game. No, it's just you don't play the game because they fit the ships exactly like they should be to be equilibrium of mankind ships in accordance with the with the lore of equilibrium of mankind. Of course, it's not the ideal way you should fit your avatar, right? You shouldn't fit your avatar or your revelation like that. But the fact that CCP fit them exactly like the NPC should, based on how the NPC ships actually are when you encounter them in game, is a fantastic touch. And I, I commend them for giving us these meme shield tanks avatars that our peers were giddy about this, honestly. Um, but you, you can call the EOM a bad fitting, but it's not CCP's mistake. It, it would be the EOM's in-character mistake. Anyway, who is Alara Chikade and why is Kaha 3 the target? Alara Chikade was previously, uh, before he was captured on Flosis Win, while serving in the Amar military, with the Amar military forces on the planet. Alarcha Cade was a member of the Theology Council, and before that, he was a Duke, a Baron, and basically the right-hand man to King Conid at various times. He first appeared in 2015 during the Amar tournament, which was, was where all the players who were interested in participating tried to pick one of the royal families to represent, and then that's how the Empress that we have now was picked by the, the, the tournament with the players. Um, he was the NPC contact that determined King Conid's potential champions. There was drama back then in 2015 because of one of the potential champions was a Blood Raider Arpeer. And Alarta Cade fought with the Amar Arpeers back in 2015. Other Amar NPCs stepped in and kind of put the lid on it and stopped stopped all the infighting. He reappeared a couple years later in a few years later in 2018 and started picking fights with all the RPers right before all the news stories about Blood Raiders attacking various planets happened. 
And the first one, the first planet that was attacked was Kaha 3, which is the planet that was bombed today. A large arcade was assigned to respond to the attack on Kaha 3. It was attacked with Death Glow, which set all the slaves who were affected with the drug Vitok into a rage for a certain period of time. And a large arcade basically gave the order to artillery shell all of the rioters. So like these people were affected by a drug, presumably from the blood raiders. Although now you wonder, was it the EOM? Mm. Basically he, he mass murdered millions of people on Kaha three as a, a conid general more like for in layman's terms, he was a conid general. He mass murdered people on Kaha three. He was promoted to a constellation holder when the Conic Kingdom was was given uh, the responsibility of watching over Iridia, the the region. He was given given a constellation in Iridia. Then he moved up to be on the Theology Council, which is kind of like a Mars Supreme Court, kind of like their Supreme Court, or kind of like their. Yeah, I'd say it's closest to the Supreme Court. It's not one-to-one, but basically a big, important Amar legislative body. Um, But all this time, every player character who got into a fight with this guy had something that was was tied to them in their story, their personal stories that we wrote, attacked in the news. Arcia had her family firebombed after shit-talking this guy on the forums, right? Yikes. And I'm, I'm not the only player. Like, this was, this seems to be something that was thought out a long time ago, from 2015 when the guy was picking very sus- suspicious people to represent King Condit to 2018 when this guy had a bunch of planets bombed to now when he breaks out of jail and is it's that fight feels like a climax to kind of like a story arc, but maybe we'll see more. Is your family all right? No, no, basically it was left vague. So I got to decide and then I decided her, her brother, her aunt and her brother's children died. Oh, dark yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice role play go ahead the attacks of today started around 2000 eve time and we had multiple revelations and an avatar come in and attack car three they begin actually firing indiscriminately at various different uh, people including the planet and other capsuleers who valiantly rallied to attempt to fight off these uh, this terrorist group all the while, Chicade repeatedly launched doomsday attacks on the planet, the planet of Kaha 3, killing countless civilians. After about 50 minutes, this horrific attack was put to an end when Royal Commodore Aras de Moraya of the Royal Caribbean Navy brought his Aeon in to lead and command the Royal Navy, the Royal Caribbean Navy forces to bring down the Avatar with the assistance of hundreds of other hero, heroic capsuleers. So that wasn't the first time we ever saw that Aeon either. That pilot in that specific Aeon in that system has popped up once before. Back 
in 2008 at the end of the original Kaha arc where Chikade was was mass murdering people on the planet. Some of the Minmatar are peers, uh, Ashra Khan and an, uh, an unaffiliated RPR posted on the forums that they were going to try to land on the planet and have, have basically an insurrection. And so they brought this freighter that they were planning to land at the planet. They plopped it right next to the planet. And CCP was basically popped out in an Aeon and killed the freighter. <laughs> <laughs> right? CCP came out in an Aeon and killed the freighter. Uh, so rude. There was a Concord NPC over a dust dust was in a marshal sitting on, on in front of the planet saying, You can't you can't land here. The Minmatar NPC or suicide gank the Concord guy. And then a little bit after that, the Amar and the Minmatar uh, started shooting each other based on it was some like faction Ashwakan's in faction warfare and some of the Amar faction warfares. Uh, participants were on the other side and that was back before the war deck changes so like the people outside of faction warfare could serve as logi and just go suspect without getting concorded so there was a there was a bit of uh, a scrap there Ashra Khan uh, more or less won the scrap but the Khanid NPC in the Aeon the same Aeon that we saw today blew up the freighter so the objective was lost Although the suicide gank on the Concord guy is one of the best kill mills that has ever been generated, and you should probably check that out. <laughs> well, the, I posted uh, in the podcast channel for you. Thanks. The Eon um, took a shot to the face, right? Like uh, the Doomsday from the Avatar shot it directly in the face and just scorched the whole front of the ship, which is massive if you think about it. Things the size of uh, New York City or something, and like you know, half of it was just roasted from that blast, but it did end up surviving because the Titan ended up going, going down. That was, that was worth watching. With this in mind, do you think this will affect the future of the faction warfare? As of right now, we know that a lot of faction warfare bordering systems are currently under lockdown by elite empire forces. And access to it by many, well, some people is nearly impossible. So I think similar situations were the basis of changes to the Concord Militia War Powers Act the last time we got faction warfare updates. So it's, I'm not saying it's definite, but it's entirely possible that, um, con like rising tensions in the empire rising tensions in the empires can always be used to justify faction warfare changes whether or not they definitely are is is anybody's guess and your yours is as good as mine but it, it could definitely be used as uh, a springboard for faction warfare changes because this whole arc has had rising tensions among the empires um even if three of the empires were three of the attacks were definitely false flag attacks by EOM, the empires were this close to jumping on each other. And that kind of, uh, you don't just de-escalate overnight and everything's fine like that. Most people still think the attack on Blossiswin was a legit attack by, by Serum. But uh, the empires are not, are not, not happy with it, one another. And that could definitely mean changes of action warfare. 
Well, there's just one area where I think you're in error, and that is uh, saying that Rich's guess is as good as yours. Uh, I'd like to, on behalf of the community, take exception. <laughs> I think your guess is far, far better than mine. So, like, I'm this could be that. used to justify faction warfare changes, but it could be used to justify so many more things. I can, I might be able to make more educated guesses on exactly where the story might go, but not always, like... Yeah. Well, I, I just, I was, it was just an opportunity to poke it. Rich. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, but, Rich, that, that's what it feels like to be shanked by Matterall, by the way. <laughs> the, right but they could, they could use the story to justify any sort of number of changes to the game. Yeah. Um, faction warfare yeah, changes yeah, are an obvious route to go for anything where the well, there was there was some though. dev talk about this earlier i think a couple of weeks ago uh he showed up i don't know what show it was but he said something along the lines of there is some stuff we would like to do to faction warfare and it was almost like he was musing about like yeah there's some fixes i would like to take a crack at faction warfare but that sounded like it was off in the distance so what yeah retarded so, i'm sorry yeah. so what really makes me uh hopeful is I, I am definitely one of the foremost proponents to giving faction warfare love. And I definitely hope there, there's a lot of love coming for faction warfare. But I've also seen a lot of uh, stuff that points to this, this isn't just delegate zero messing with us. Like this, I know it's not just delegate zero in these events. It's, it's at least convict and Fozzy and delegate zero and probably a bunch of other people who I don't know are involved but um ccp has a live events team again so this i'm i'm very hopeful that this isn't just one week of live events i i, I hope this is an every so often thing um because this really makes the world feel alive and gives our peers oh. for every like 15 minutes of a ccp event our peers have months and months and months that they can work off of to like your family getting, yeah. yeah, like your family getting attacked. Like, hey, deal with that. Tell us what happens. And then you get to make up the story. That's yeah. interesting. Uh, Rundle, did, did you and want to I am, Oh, go ahead. No, or go ahead. All right, then. Rundle. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm um, very, very thankful that, like, because not everybody is 100% on, Oh, most people wanted it not to be a false flag attack. People wanted it to be the empires um, and not like, oh, it's the EOM. But people are in general really happy that we had these events and that CCP shows that they they care about the lore. And this they have one of the best intellectual properties as far as story and world and lore goes yeah. of any any fictional universe out there hold that thought by the way eve online was the basis for if you've seen it the expanse which was supposed to be like eve online supposed to be a video game but they ended up rolling it into a show so if you like the expanse that kind of uh sci-fi bleak worlds and different factions was based on eve online rundle did you want to get in on that because i do want to go back to uh the events and how they could be improved yeah. Go ahead. Well, so I you know, did a little postulating last night. Maybe this is a little too much tinfoil, but you know, I recognize that the uh, we even touched a bit on this last night, right? The the tools are in place to have um, 
you know, security status of zones be manipulated by CCP to have kind of a dynamic border. I think a comment uh, in in uh, in the chat kind of said the same thing, right? So these live events could take on very dynamic meaning in terms of timing and how it impacts. You could have a high sec flip to a low sec just to support a war or to su support some additional faction warfare. Um, and I think long-term, I think they're even putting themselves in a position uh, as even like with Triglavian space, sort of kind of as an experiment to be able to have managed ownership of space. Nullsec is pure, purely played by, owned by the, the, the players. Highsec is purely owned by Empire. And a, a, a touch of love to the, to the low sec could be, you know, kind of managed ownership that to enhance on that faction warfare. Um, and then if you flip it, it flips maybe to your faction, but it maybe flips in terms of security status or there's all sorts of things they can do. And the lore and the events kind of seem to be pointing towards that kind of redrawing of the map in a managed way. That's what I think's uh, happening. I think whatever is happening, or I hope anyway. whatever is happening, it's, it's really refreshing because the RP community has a lot of what people would refer to as bitter bets. And we've, we've for a long time, felt that a lot of what we love about the game hasn't been given as much attention as maybe we think it should have. And even some of the most bitter of bitter vets, who even some of the ones who maybe prefer it not have been false flag attacks, are still very, very optimistic about not just that we had a string of events, but the fact that like there's been changes to like the fiction portal for things that have been wrong for a long time. Um, and it, it just seems like, and like there's been a log of changes to the fiction portal posted. Um, we've noticed the, the work CCP has, has started to put in. Like I run a role play discord for Eve role players. And in like the last like two weeks, like, three or four members of CCP who weren't in it joined. And it's like, this is suspicious, you guys, right? But everybody's everybody's pretty happy. Let me try to get Caleb in here before he falls over dead Sorry. from being awake at, what, 3 a.m.? Were we talking earlier about uh, this? You like this event, right? Oh, I love it, especially if it uh, hints at what I suspect is coming, uh, and it's very much on the same page as uh, some of the things that Ronald just said. Um, I, I mentioned that the, the, the tension thing between the empires. The fact that this is then potentially pointing at some sort of false flag, which is almost like mm, saying, uh, oh, not really. <laughs> but uh, the, the language being used, uh, the drama um, that's actually uh, showing up uh, with these events, I think is hinting at something sizable because even though Archie just said that now they have an event team, yeah, but if you if you're using that, you must be using it for something relevant, right? And again, the Triglavian story has mm, gone a little bit uh, into the background. I still think something big is going to happen with that, and I think this ties into the whole language and uh, the almost prophetic language um, being used by Allah in this event. Um, the, the, the heaven's gate, uh, like uh, opening the doors to, to paradise, um, 
and then of course back to the whole triglavian origin story where they're actually from we talked about the fact that something changed in the database um when it comes to uh, jovian space there's so many things that this could hint at um and of course we know already that eom is going to play a large role in what's coming again this is cheating and looking into the crystal ball and ironically there was also a bit of a uh, law stuff that actually pointed at a crystal ball so uh, i'm i'm seeing this uh, turning into what we will be entertained with for at least the rest of the year by ccp and of course tomorrow i'm expecting some sort of final crescendo um to all of this i'm just wondering why how tomorrow can we top this well because tomorrow is uh, the actual anniversary for eve online except of course for the euros that didn't get the game until like two weeks later but that's uh, just an old grudge between me and Hilma um so so the point is tomorrow something bigger must happen and how do you top this one Arshia this is literally NPCs fielding titans when um, Pappy and Imperium are just uh slow boating in the background not doing anything just poking a bear I mean I've been more interested in what the NPCs do than what the null blocks do <laughs> that, that's that that's, that's been that's the case my, for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Play, um, and that's nothing against the null blocks. We just have different things we do in game. Um, but You're playing a different game. We kind of are. Um, I mean, there are definitely yeah. RPers in the null block, so don't get me wrong there. Uh, they are as much RPers as I am, right? Uh, but they're, like I was watching today, and a lot of people don't know who eomr they don't know why eom don't have good fits and uh i don't know how you top like the planet destroying titan death ball but um i do think that ccp took some feedback from the invasions and one of the things the invasions had was very little interaction with like events like there were some events like there's an npc character in Skarkon who who showed up a couple times and yelled at us and we had the the Skarkon evacuation event um that was ccp responding to a player post but like when the arja popped why wasn't uh they had they had a character made for the head of edencom for kisia Vulcanier. why wasn't she in the system yelling at people to do stuff why wasn't zoria triglav in the system yelling this is because there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. That's like perfect, the perfect time to whip out a couple of characters and start screaming. Like don't even have to do anything. Just there's, there's so much that you can do to spice up what goes on in these storylines. Well, the problem to me. Okay. So I'm looking at it from a gameplay perspective and a, like a client player client perspective. And I was thinking about this as just, not to poo-poo this, because I like this sort of stuff. I like the effort involved. But it just feels like fan service, right? That Titan was going to die. There was no question that Titan was going to die. Yeah, it was just like they're feeding backdrop, fish. Right? They're just throwing fish food into the pond. And all the fish food is going to get eaten. And that's the end of the story. And it feels yeah, like, that, that's like, why don't that, some of these guys get that's away? Like, okay. well, just to bring uh, Rich on, on this a little bit. This is like when, when you're doing campaigning as a GM, right? some events you want to happen uh you even if you almost have to strong arm it because um if it's part of a bigger story that you want to happen in a certain way 
you kind of rig it a little bit. And this is what I see this being. It's it's almost rigged. These events are supposed to happen this way to be the whole precursor for all the stuff that's that's about to come. And I suspect that we're going to see more Niaja-esque um, uh, law stuff, right? Where it actually ties into player mm-hmm. events. And uh, let, let's not forget that uh, Niaja fell because of uh, Nolseg interference, yeah. right? Better yield Arcea there. Matter all. <laughs> this guy got me. away for six years. <laughs> this guy got away for six <laughs> years. Okay, that's a big event. Okay, that, that was going to die. I'm not thinking about that as much as I'm thinking about uh, the, the previous episodes. This was a crescendo kind of because that character was real. He had a history and it was neat to see him in, in a, and I like to see a Titan bomb a planet. That and was he's, really he's a clone. He's probably not dead. Oh, okay. Well then they right. just took that point away then. But the, for me, it is like, okay, here's the thing. We about, don't know because he was a war clone. He wasn't a capsuleer, but maybe he's a capsuleer now. Maybe he is that. One of, the, one of the attractive things about story is not knowing how it's going to end. So when I just see some ships, some dreadnoughts in the system and players are coming to kill them, to me, it's like feeding fish. They're going to The eat. dreadnought dying is not the story. What UM does next, what the empires do next is the story. Uh, I, I would love to see a couple of those dreadnoughts actually get away. Like, that's interesting. Now it feels like texture. Now it doesn't feel like fan service. It feels like the world's alive, you know? One of the, one of the busiest places at an aquarium is the fish feeding tank, though. People love <laughs> yeah. it. People love to feel involved, even if it is yeah. just throwaway. I, I don't. I think you're right, yeah, discounting. But the, the, petting, the petting zoo's for it. kids. That's uh, yeah. Well, we're a bunch of space kids in this in this regard. I think you're discounting the real effect of of just being able to have part of a story accelerated and then and, and just to be able to even be a part of it and watch and then feel like a part of it as a role player or even just as a as a spectator who isn't going to role play it. And well, not all the NPCs do get destroyed. There's been like we're going back a long way, but there's been like escort. Uh, events and there's been NPCs that pop up who we weren't trying to kill who might have died, might have not died. There are some, maybe sometimes there needs to be a the ability for them to die or for them to live, but there also has to be times when you can't do anything about it, so the universe feels bigger than you. Well, if they were so, if they were like, sorry, go ahead, Rich. I think it breathes life into the game because it you can actually interact and see the permanent effects on the game. You're actually doing something that affects future. You're, an NPC does actually die, as seen with the previous Amar Empress. So I think there's a very real, very living, breathing world that's been interacted with. Yeah. And will we see some of these people escape in the future? I'm not sure. But this time, what you might not know is this during this event in Kala, Capsuleers were actually fired upon. In all the previous Dreadnought attacks, they exclusively fired upon the planet. But in this case, they engaged the rest of the Capsuleer ships. A lot, quite a few people lost their own ships attempting they, to protect Kala. Yeah. They that, fired at other ships in the other events. Yeah, I think they did. Uh, they definitely did. They they did. did. Sometimes they did, yeah. But this, oh, this is, smart you know, bomb with that to time. me, this Please. is... <laughs> This is very similar to the landmarks and, and these sort of things that you, you do love. I know that you, because you, you talk a lot about them and you do love landmarks and these things I that love. set up this lore. 
this is how this starts. This is how these sorts of things ultimately make their way into the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My criticism is not lore. I like it lore. That's all flavoring for this. What I like is not knowing the ending to the story. And I don't like wars that are one-sided. I didn't like the First World War B. I didn't like the uh, glassing of tribute. Those wars were done before they started. And that's why a lot of people were like, this kind of sucks. You know, it's a, just a grind. And so same thing with NPCs, the same standard. I don't want to know how this ends. If you put out three dreads, I don't want to feel like that's just feeding players uh, to come and kill those things and to get kill mails. Like, give me a break. Get one out. Like, have them fight back. Have them use technology even we haven't seen or something. Like, okay, smart bomb the hell out of everybody. Difference. I see where you're going with it. Okay. I'm way too adamant about this. Be, be less. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm really not this passionate about it. But I, so what they I'm thinking like this is, is low-hanging fruit to, to make the story more complicated. Maybe okay. spawn bigger diamond fleets for their support right. fleets. Because like people are saying the caps are completely unsupported. That's not entirely true. Like in Tanu, there was a diamond fleet of yeah. Frutor. Uh, be less predictable in how the story is going to go. Vanguard, be more, yeah. Yeah, be more yeah, destructive, more outwardly <laughs> back, you know. Yeah, I see where you're going with it all. Uh, yeah, uh, that's where I'm going. Accurate is saying, I love petting zoos, so I could be wrong. I think this is Matterall <laughs> saying to CFTP, if, if you're doing these live events with actual piloted ship, would, would you please kill some more players? Yeah. Remember, players love to be killed. That's what you said, CCP. So kill some that, players. Yeah, that's what, that, that's what CCP says. So yeah. uh, kill some more players, please. So horde dreads next time. Hodreds and smart bombs. No, also Someone actually said that, that if these had yeah. been fitted properly and actually responded properly, the majority of the players that were actually engaged would have been completely out and killed. But um, another point with the EOM specifically is they are just trying to kill as many people as they can in a ball of fire. That's very on-brand for EOM. Um, because they don't care if they die. They did their godly duty to, to murder people indiscriminately. Right. Um, and see, I think so you like, preserve that, though. That's the last point on it. For me, you preserve the suicide nature of that cult if they all go in and explode, um, you know, uh, one-way mission kind of stuff. But because every, every event we see, no, everybody always dies, then that just isn't that's, very special. That's for these dreadnought attacks on the planet, these specific four events, that's true. But... For EOM dreadnought it's hitting a planet events are not like for the Skarkon evacuation event and the um, the Seikal fighting the uh, I think it was the angels above the in Skarkon there was uh, NPC and live actor bowheads warping around the system and one got caught by the trigs and almost died they were saved by players and the npc who had previously bashed the players uh kind of took back their shit talk it was actually a really cool story where the npc was saved by the players and they could have easily died cool that's cool i like that a lot yeah i'm uh maybe pushing the point more than i should but uh here, here's the reason. If you watch Game of Thrones, when it started, you love that because there's a sense of terror. You didn't know who they were going to kill. They might even kill the lead character, for all you know. And there was a sense of, like, nothing is safe and I'm going to be surprised. That dwindled over time. Same thing with The Expanse. You know, you didn't know who was going to get it until, you know, the last few seasons. And then you know, like, none of these guys are going to get it. 
And so it you becomes just a want one of those uh, green fire episodes, right? <laughs> you, you, you want Gita 4-4 to burn with green fire or something. I think when you have a game with this much IP uh, potential and this many players that you want to keep uh, players on their toes. And if you're going to say Eve is tough, Eve is really hard and anything can happen in it, then every once in a while players should, you know, get, get stuff kicked out of them. Also, like the main point of these events, it's easy to look at it and say the main point of these events is these events. But the main point of these events is what people take away from these events to do with the other players. So, like, I don't just like the events because the events themselves are cool. They are. But once again, like what I'm excited about is this event happens. And then like the Minmatar RPRs and the Amar RPRs are like infuriated with each other in character, right? So now we have justification to launch wars against each other and um, because we think the, the Flossus win attack was a real attack. And there's like immediately a big drama thread on the in-character forms. Like, like I said before, like the main point of these attacks for me is what I can, what stories I can take What's, what stories I can make with the other players using the shared background that CCP hands us. Yeah, that's true. This is, this is a is. shared background. So they give you the clay for the story and you get to work with it. Yeah, go ahead. all, I, I think I figured out what this is. This is CCP actually reminiscent and, and, and missing Burn Jita, and now they're going to do it themselves. God of Cheetah. I've never liked Burn. I've never liked Burn Cheetah. I always thought that was trash gameplay because I don't like its motivation. I don't like where it came from. I don't, you know. Sure, it made some headlines. It lit the imagination of people, but I always thought it was terrible. It was, uh, you know, we could go into Burn Cheetah. We can go into the history. We can talk about why it happened if you want to, but. I never no, thought that was a good thing. I'm just saying that, that the destruction numbers and, and the entertainment value of uh, interdictions of any kind, big drama, big uh, violence, even when it spills over into high sight, when it's uh, what I would almost call meaningful, I'm actually a huge fan. I love the Hulk, Hulkageddon stuff. Uh, Hulkageddon's I, I different. Yeah, yeah, but uh, the, the, point, the point is that they are very related. No, the motivation was different. So one thing... The one, the one criticism I will give is that, and I know this is super hard, but events in different time zones, <laughs> right? It's all, it's all, they've all been around the same time this last week, and I know it's super hard for a group in Iceland, but like I don't think I'm not sure there's been a proper uh, USTZ event since like the incursions, maybe when people were definitely all mitering during the incursions for those events. Um, the first few not... incursions that came out were like player events, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, there was a big string of player events for incursions. Yeah, when yeah. that came out, that was a big. The first big revenant thing. was given out at that point, or and uh, dropped uh, actually something related to that, Ozzy. I don't know if you want to touch upon it, but Fozzy actually posted about uh, CCP and player uh, events. Huh? Yeah, Fozzy is definitely among the event team that i see mentioned in places now and yeah no i'm i'm overall super happy about this yeah good uh, are, are there well, people he, around he just, you he just posted he's posted on the forums that he that, that he wants to double down and actually 
have CCP support and integrate more with player events in the Absolutely. future. This is why I mentioned it, and uh, um, people can go and read that uh, post themselves on uh, on the Evo forum. Yeah, I, I think, as I said before, overall, our peers are very supportive of, of what's happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, like even even some of our most bitterest of bitter vets, people who've been playing since like the game launched, who have been bitter since two days after the game launched, uh, super happy about it. Yeah, I think some of this stuff. I'm is, sure there's. It has great appeal. I'd say I'm sure there's there's uh, some people who aren't, but. In general, go ahead. No, spend some dev time on this, guys. Put some story in it. You guys have great and talented people. You guys have amazingly smart PhD level people on all over the place, and we trust you to to, to make a, a good game. Uh, for me, low hanging fruit, and and maybe not this case. So I'll watch in the future, but make it uh, make the story a little less obvious that the players are just getting served a dish of things to kill to put on their kill boards, right? I know you want to involve people, but I, as, as a fan of the story, want something a little more unpredictable. I mean, the kill mails are just like a memento that I was here. Like, no, does anybody, like, I know people do, but are people going to look at, oh, look at this, this Titan I did 0.1% of damage to in high sec. I'm, I'm, kind of a good pvp are you guys no it's like a memento it's like a souvenir i think right? i think i yeah. i, I you need to change with Madrill's uh angle on this i i do feel like ccp are using their npc stuff and their law stuff as red shirts right things that are just going to get burned out where if you if you take any other role-playing game scenario when you're playing uh in in a specific set world the actual NPCs are usually the people you want to avoid because they're completely overpowered, right? Um, so well, it's almost like CCP are doing the other <laughs> but, the other way around. Look at Rich's face; he's a dungeon but master. Also, I don't like... know about you. <laughs> okay, as for these uh, kills, I don't know about you, but that's uh, forty-two points. Forty-two <laughs> points uh, for this. Forty-two points for this. Thirty-one, thirty-one. That's a lot of Z kill points for me. Uh, I I'm happy I like, for you. I like this. I like this because. There are a lot of things that you can do in a game that only you, the developer, are able to orchestrate. There's a lot of there's a limitation to what players can orchestrate in a game. All right, so I do want to say that I think you guys, uh, Caleb, Caleb and Matterall, are hyper focusing on a tiny subset of four the four dreadnought events, which are were basically just feeding dreadnoughts um, and a titan. Uh, from at least three of them from the same faction in the same storyline in the same week when there's been a multitude of other different types of events where npcs haven't like kaha when the super carrier came out and killed the player the super carrier lived it came back today right the players couldn't kill the super carrier three years ago it was back today to fight the titan right so that does happen and I think you're working on a really small sample size of just the beginning of what's to come. And I would be very surprised if it's not uh, varied and un unpredictable. I'm convinced, Arcia, you just turned me around on that issue, especially because EOMR uh, 
you know, a cult that will kill themselves. With yeah, I think it has to do mostly with EOM, with the just, oh, we're suiciding dreadnoughts to kill people because yeah. our people are going to would, super mega heaven. And Would like that to be a little more obvious, but you, you totally turned me around on it. You're right. Yeah. That makes sense. But like three years ago, that super carrier, players could have killed it. it. It aggressed somebody. They could have came back with a hick, right? Yeah. Um, Keep but up the good work. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just saying this because yeah, I, I, I'm a huge fan yeah. of uh, um, thing, uh, games like Call of Cthulhu where every time you hear anything that's like the actual important stuff, your default is run away from it because it's it's just always or almost always going to be more dangerous than you. I would like to see that when it comes to law team stuff, that it actually requires you to really start uh, rage pinging all your friends because... Otherwise, CCP, when they're flying the, the, their, their stuff, is just going to wipe the floor with you because I think that I would, would like to see, be more entertaining. I would like to see them be boss, right? I mean, one of my favorite things... Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, they, should, of, be, they should be lead. They should, they should be, be the boss. Horribly difficult to kill. Here's the reason. Everybody can get behind CCP being the boss. Like, everybody can. I'm just saying, CCP is pretty good at their own game. They've gotten more kills with Rail Revelations than anybody else. Yeah. The, sometimes I feel like, yeah, they're trying to be friendly to players or collegial or whatever else. And and sometimes I just want you to be a parent CCP. I just want you to be the boss. In fact, when Blackout came out, I was starting to write an article. I never finished it because uh, I was writing it for INN. I was going to give it to them as like a gift. And then I thought, these guys don't want to hear from me. So I never finished it. But I wrote like six drafts of it because I kept revising it. And I started out, Caleb, you'll like this, with... A quote from a Depeche Mode song called Never Let Me Down Again, where it, it, the lyric is, uh, he's taking me wherever I want to go as long as I remember who's wearing the trousers. And I thought, CCP, with Blackout, has put the trousers back on, and they're in charge. And they're going to show you a great time. They're going to show you the world. But you got to remember, they're in charge. Of course, the song's about heroin, but it's close, right? CCP. Well, I'm just going to uh, reply to that with uh, Never Let Me Down is actually a David Bowie song. So you're wrong. It's Never Let Me Down again. <laughs> I know. Once again, people asking about the rail guns. The rail guns are on the ships because EOM, lore wise, use hybrid weapons on Amar ships. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, we decided to have some fun with that topic and have that discussion. I think it's worthwhile. Love the RP stuff. CCP. Arcee, you look like you were going to say something. You got anything else? Not off the top of my head. Most All right. questions. Just relax. Yeah, if you guys have any more questions, put them in there now. Uh, we're about to wrap up uh, the show. Uh, Rich, Mr. Dungeon Master. I made a mistake. It turns out these uh, the dreads have killed people, just not that many. In this case, they've killed a lot more in color. Yeah, well, they, they bombed the planet. They were busy bombing the planet, which is cool to see. No, he means killing players. Yeah, they got a, they got a bunch of kills, actually. Before, yeah, they, in the previous one, they only got three. In this case, they got more than three. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chad is asking, is the last part of the stream, is that actually supposed to be a lot? You need to ask that again. I didn't. What what happened? I I'm, I missed the last part. Uh, okay, there, there was just a very short, I think, three second video where 
he basically um, oh, comes yes. out and says that the 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 heaven the, the gates it's, to uh, paradise is open. It's time to open the gates of heaven. Oh, that's that's the quote from Ossilian Artishaper, which is the leader of the UM. So like maybe they hacked the transmission at the end or something. Uh, it's just because uh, Allah in chat yeah. was saying that pretty much throughout the entire engagement, right? Uh, he was basically screaming, "Holy, holy, holy!" Uh, the gates of oh, paradise yeah. open. And and then it it also got out there at the, on the transmission on the video just in the end. I'm just wondering if if that hologram is him or if it's the one that he's quoting. Well, a large arcade is is the Titan pilot. I think if they showed a hologram on the the stream, it would be really easy to verify because a large arcade looks like a pretty identifiable angry conid guy so it's probably i'm gonna guess it's it's ocillian artishipper the eom leader or the eom founder i don't know if he's still alive but he might still be alive cloning i think he's vanished for quite a while now yeah yeah so uh they did kill players but uh, as i was saying they killed few players because they were busy bombarding the planets which makes sense right they, get a, they had a mission to bombard those planets i wish they'd done heavy damage to the planets it was kind of like Light, light damage, but those things are huge. You got to respect them. Got to respect their firepower in the literature. Oh, okay. that—that's definitely Ocelian Artishipper. That video that was linked, because that doesn't look like a larger gate at all. Yeah, and the ship was called the same thing, right? The Titan was called uh, Gates of Heaven. Yeah, right. Gates of Paradise, but yeah. Yeah, that—that's um, a very uh, EOM phrase. Awesome. Before you wrap up, Meryl, I think yeah. uh, if Rundle wouldn't mind uh, covering the exploit. Yep. yep. Just uh, exactly. I have it queued up. Thank you. Like we're almost sharing a brain, which is scary, you dirty galante. Uh, so uh, since we're role-playing tonight, of course. So the uh, CCP issued a, a real exploit notification warning. It's in the news. Uh, so this isn't uh, tied to the lore. This is really for real gameplay. Right, uh, I'll read it here. Greetings. It's come to our attention that some players are deliberately preventing observatory flashpoint sites from being spawned. Effective immediately, the preventing of observatory flashpoint sites being spawned is considered an exploit. If you witness this behavior, please contact customer support by sending in a ticket to the rules and policies exploits category. Players who prevent the sites from spawning will be subject to disciplinary actions as per the terms of service. So, uh, if you are involved with observatory flashpoints in and around, screwing with them, you might want to stop. If you're doing them, you see someone screwing with them, uh, you know, you now have an avenue for for reporting. So, uh, and that is uh, uh, in the news. You can go search for EVE Online news, and that should pop up for today's news. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for us. Uh, Arcia, thanks for coming around. Appreciate it. And uh, Caleb, thanks for staying up, as well as you, Rich. And Rundle, thanks for covering that last bit of news and hanging out with us. And thank you guys for showing up. Appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. We will be back tomorrow with more Talking in Stations. Until then, fly safe. Cinco de Drinko, have fun. That's right. Revenge of the Fifth. Cinco de Mayo.